Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Dominic Lee. How's it going, Dominic? Hey guys, how you doing? We're good. good. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Okay, so let's get started. So let's go way back when you got uh, when you were little. Did you want to be an agent when you grew up? Way back when you were like five years old, what did you want to be? <laughs> oh man, no. When I was five years old, I did not ever envision being a real estate agent. That's for darn sure. Um, <laughs> I was probably back then, my first love was definitely in sports. Like I feel like a lot of five-year-old boys' first love happens, but it was definitely football. Dreamed about football, played football all day. And then secondly, it was probably cars. I always thought I was going to get into restoring old cars and doing, playing with, you know, old cars and making them my little toys and things like that. But I never ended up getting into that, got into real estate and uh, have been running with it since. Awesome. What kind of got you into real estate? Did you have somebody that you knew who was already in real estate or how did that come about? Yeah, never had anybody close to me in family that uh, I can think of that's been into real estate, heavily involved into real estate. What happened is I actually got injured out of um, sport, my sports, like I like I mentioned. So mm-hmm. I had to find something new, kind of, you know, that's just my personality type. I kind of become obsessive over things that I grow a love for. So football, I was pretty obsessed with. After that was taken away from me, I had to find something new, right? So um, I discovered a couple guys on, on YouTube, one of which, obviously, a lot of people know the name Grant Cardone. I discovered him when I was about 14 years old. And um, him and a couple other guys, I would just binge watch their videos Mm -hmm. and what they're talking about. And then I grew an obsession obsession for real estate investment. So ever since when I was about 14 years old, I've studied how people have gotten wealthy, how people have started investing in real estate and things like that. And then I was like, what is the quickest way? How can I get my foot in that door? Right. Because it seems like if you if you're uneducated about the real estate industry and you look at it from an outsider, you're like, that's got to be a high barrier of of entry. You know what I mean? Like you got to have a lot of money to get into real estate and to uh, start being involved in it. And like I always just thought it was cool because you watch these shows and you see like every time I would see these investors on this show, they always had somebody in a suit and tie right next to them. Who was that? That was the realtor or that was somebody that was helping them with the deal. And so I was like, that's it. You know, I need to get, become a real estate agent and at least getting involved in these deals, even if they're not my personal deals, I need to start being on the transactional side of, yeah. of those things. And so when I found that out, I was about 18 years old, just have turned 18, started the process of getting my license. I did the online course, figured out, you know, I've got a couple of learning disabilities that I've uh, worked through for my whole life, figured out that the uh, whole online thing was not going to work, signed up for the next in-class uh, or in-person um, class and uh, passed my test the first time. I was just turned 19. And so I've been, right out uh, of high school. Right out of high school. Wow. Right out of high school, yeah. Awesome. So did, were you at the, are you at the same brokerage you were at or uh, did you swap around between different ones or how that uh, whole process go? Deciding yeah. what you were going to do. <laughs> so as a young little 19-year-old running around, right, with nobody that knows anything about yep. real estate in my family, I had nobody to go to. I... um was searching for a brokerage. And, you know, at the time I was like, I'm interviewing for these brokerages. At the time, I didn't know every brokerage takes about just about any real estate agent. Yep. Right? <laughs> and so I'm like really nervous about these interviewing for these. And Debbie Barnett, the broker for um, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the local Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in Lansing, Tommy Rains is the name of it. Um, 
set up a meeting with me and she's like, well, I would love to take a shot on you. You're young, you know, you're ambitious. Mm -hmm. We'd love to have you. And so right then and there, I was like, you know what? She said she'd take a shot, shot on me. And she said she believed in me at the age that I was. That's enough for me, you know? Yeah. And it was, and it was, was funny because she wasn't like, I was also nervous about money at that time. I was a broke college student. I was in classes at the time when I joined. Was broke, had a bunch of college debt because I paid for my own college and all that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, let me join Berkshire Hathaway, which, you know, isn't, is a little more expensive to be an agent for than other brokerages locally. You know, you got the cheaper brokerages you can join. So I took a shot and I did, and I've been here ever since. So nice. weed. What was, tell us about your first transaction. Yeah. How did it go? Was it smooth? <laughs> no. no, my first transaction, get this. I can, I can officially say that my first transaction was actually my parents. Huh. Okay. Hey, well, yeah. at least that, that's a I good will start. Say I had one transaction before that. It didn't go through. It didn't close. So I didn't count it as my first transaction mm -hmm. because it was a listing that the team that I was currently on when I first started gave to me. They literally handed me the listing. It was already it was, they already had a sign in the ground and, um, you know, God bless them. They were like, take this over his little $80,000 listing on, um, by the Lansing airport. So I took it and, um, we got an offer and I think I screwed some stuff up. Probably it didn't end up closing. And I was like, boom, took a whole month or two. And then yep. my dad was random, randomly called me. He was like, Hey, we, I want to sell. I was like, uh Oh, so Sounds you know, good. And, and, <laughs> yeah, my first uh, transaction was my parents. Yeah. Double-sided it, which was kind of nice, right? How did that one go for for your parents? Was it pretty easy going after after the first no. one? No. 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 My parents are probably still to <laughs> this day my were my toughest clients. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily because they were trying to be. It was the pressure, right? Because it's right. like my mom and dad, and they're relying on me. And I was like, this is this is a lot of pressure. And if I screw this up, I will never hear the end of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would stay with you forever. Your whole family exactly. would hear about it. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was a little rough. It was a good one. It, I was lucky that it was my parents for the first one. Cause they had a little more patience than usual than a, you know, a regular client. Um, with that being said, it was still pretty tough. I couldn't find them a home. We had a listing shortage at that time. Now, obviously everybody knows we have even a, we're 2021. We have even more of an extreme yeah. listing shortage right now. Um, so I ended up finding them a for sale by owner uh, after we sold their house in the matter of like four hours, I think I sold it. And then I had to find them a new uh, property and it ended up being a for sale by owner. So it worked out pretty well. That's sweet. Well, good thing that worked out that way. Uh, yeah. what, what kind of advice did you get back in the day that stuck with you this whole entire time from when you started? Maybe from somebody, a mentor or somebody that you got? Yeah, it would be uh, don't listen to the, to the naysayers. Sweet. That's Seriously, awesome. I, I heard um, right when I joined real estate, I joined the brokerage. And like I said, I loved my broker. I would never, you know, I love the, the people at this company, but they all asked me what my goal was for my first year. And I said, it seemed typical. I said, I want to make $100,000. Yeah. And they said, you know, every agent says that. And I said, oh, every agent says that. Then I want to make $110,000. And <laughs> they started laughing. And so it took me 90 days. I had 90 days of my first year. I didn't make a dime. You know, I was going backwards because every day that you don't sell something yep. in real estate, you're spending money. So 90 days, I didn't. My parents happened. I made a little bit of money. And then boom, I took off, right? When I learned the actual process and I learned what it was actually, what prospecting actually was. Like, I didn't even know what that was, you know? I learned what that was. 
ended up making my goal my first year in real estate made one hundred twelve thousand dollars, and I nice. remember doing that and i was like you know i just felt good because it was one of my mentors that told me never listen to the naysayers mm-hmm. and it was hard because everybody in my brokerage was was saying you know no you can't do that that's gonna be very hard you'll be lucky if you make 20k yeah and uh I fought through it and didn't listen to him. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you probably were like, side. probably the whole entire time, you're like, oh, yeah, this is my last transaction, guys, and I got them all one. Yep. All those yep. people that told me I couldn't do it. <laughs> exactly. It was. Yeah, it was. It was kind of funny. I was, you know, it was a good little spark for sure. Yep, for yeah, for sure. I, I totally understand that one completely. We kind of had a similar situation. Somebody told us we couldn't, like, when we told them what we were going to do for a business, they were like, no, no one does that. There's no way, no one's going to do that. And ever since that day, we've pretty much built the entire business off of that. (laughs) Well, you guys changed the industry. You guys changed the industry. It would have taken me a few lifetimes to think of the idea of the business that you guys started. And then you guys just found your little niche and you took advantage of it. And I was like, holy cow. (laughs) It's crazy. And now you're you're doing how many interviews? You said you had 100 (laughs) and something interviews left. You've already done what? 300 probably? I don't know. Something crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot left, but. But, Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty crazy. But anyways, uh, um, let's, uh, let's talk about kind of where you're at, uh, kind of right now in your, uh, your journey and your business where, uh, um, cause you, you've kind of changed and not just doing it by yourself anymore. You're kind of doing it with uh, you kind of got a team now and, uh, you want to talk about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So I actually, I started real estate as not an independent agent. I joined a team. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I originally grew up in Okemos. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined a, a little, you know, I don't want to call it little because they have a few agents, a mom and pops team, somebody that was an Okemos family as well. Yep. Fantastic people. They taught me the transaction. Like they taught me the paperwork because they're extremely organized when it comes to that. I learned that it wasn't working simply because our personalities are a little bit different. And not only that, they are a different point in their lives. They are doing real estate now because they've had past careers and things like that. So I ended up leaving them. Um, and I joined another team actually. So I went to another team after that cause I knew a team was still what I need, but I need somebody that was going to feed me business mm-hmm. and teach me the hustle. I knew the transaction. I needed to learn the hustle. So I joined a team that taught me the hustle a little bit, got me off, off my feet. And, um, ever since then spent about a year, almost a year and a half on that team. And, um, by then, you know, I was doing crazy numbers. Um, I knew I could go out on my own and do fine. Um, But I always had a dream of having my own team. And I found in real estate that like my true love was not the real estate transaction. It was helping people. And not only that, it was helping agents that were in the exact same position that I was where I had everybody within even my own brokerage telling me, no, you can't do that. It's going to take you a long time. You got to be in at least five years before you start making serious money and blah, 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 blah. If I found myself loving helping people prove that wrong, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I did, and I knew it was possible and I did it with zero money. I did it with almost 25 K in debt, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I was like, I need to start a team and why I decided to start my business in literally the middle of COVID. Cause you know, that was last year. <laughs> I started it in June with my business partner and I'm a big, I'm a big I'm in favor for business partners. I really am. Um, a lot of people always said that, you know, it's easy to get married, but it's hard to, to split up. They warned me, don't have a business partner, don't have a business partner. Um, and I kind of, again, didn't listen to the naysayers. And I was like, you know, this guy, 
uh, Scott Wheaton, he's my business partner. I was like, I trust him. He trusts me. We've worked together. He was actually on the team that I was on previously. Oh yeah. That's funny nice. Because the same week that we joined that team together, he joined at the same time. We met at a going away party for a previous admin that that team had. <laughs> and uh, he was like, how old are you? And I was like, uh, 19. And he's like, I'm 19 too. At the time, I think we were like the only 19 year olds, you know, one of very few in the whole association in our area. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, we kicked it off. You know, we matched each other's weaknesses and strengths extremely well. I'm, you know, I'm a super visionary. Sometimes it's not a good thing because I go, 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 go. And I'm always coming up with these new ideas and I have nobody to kind of organize them afterwards. Yeah. And he's a lot more organized than I am. Well, what's nice is he's also a visionary. So like he'll think of things that I've never thought of. And I'm like, holy yep. cow. That's brilliant. Then, you know, we'll, exactly. We'll figure it out together. And but it can also be crazy. You know, business partners has its struggles. Don't get me wrong. Like, but what we have done is we just became very aware mm-hmm. where it was like, we're going to see each other's probably some extreme lows in this business together. And we're going to go through the extreme highs during that can cause a lot of drama. You know, it's like any business, not just real estate. So we kind of just made an agreement with each other where we're like, we're going to be open. And if it involves us having to be open hearted and just say why I'm ticked off at you or why, you know, this happened, then do it. Like, I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings because what we're trying to grow is a lot bigger than just us, a little argument that him and I might have or something like that. So um, that's a really smart way to go about that, just to be open. Yeah. So you guys have that communication. You're on the same, same team, same for path. Sure. For sure. Yep. So we ended up joining. I talked him into leaving the team uh, with me and starting <laughs> this, starting real estate redesign, as you see behind me with me. And um, we did in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic in June of last year. And uh, everybody thought we were crazy. I thought I was crazy too. I didn't know what I was doing, but I said, you know what? Something in the back of my head is telling me to do it. So we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And so we did. And uh, we ended up making it through. It was a struggle, right? Because like the last six months, our sales were not where we wanted them to be. One, we had, we had the COVID-19 struggle, which I wouldn't say was a real struggle because it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise for real estate because it gave people a lot more time on their hands to start looking at homes. Mm-hmm. But then I was trying to build out the systems and processes for our teams. I was trying to get all the legal things done for, you know, forming the LLC and the S Corp. And, you know, we turned it to what, you know, all the stuff of forming yeah. a business. It was a lot. Um, but it ended up, we ended up working it out. And then up until now, we've hired our first agent. We have an intern and uh, we're beginning the hiring process of our first marketing admin. Nice. Sweet. So where do you guys plan on going in the next five years? I know a lot's changing right now. Where do you see yeah. yourself in five years from now? Next five years, we plan on having this business, local Lansing business, fully up and running, fully running by itself where I can walk out of the business when I need to at any point that I need to. Um, we plan on having at least 15 or more agents on this team. Uh, we definitely, you know, I don't want to go into our sales. Yeah. Our sales yeah. Goal. <laughs> we definitely uh, want to have a large a large chunk in our association, we'll just say. And then I want, I want to start expanding to other areas because um, there's a lot of other areas that are very attractive to me. As I mentioned, you know, off script before we hit the record button, you know, there's some areas down South that interest me that I think are kind of our blueprint of our team could succeed at in other areas. So we're going to start investigating those areas and who knows, I'm just going to keep running with it. Yep. Yep. 
for sure. What's ideal? What's a, what's an ideal like um, location you're looking at? Do I have, you don't have to say names, but what is an ideal look like idea when someone goes and searches for a new location, what would they mm-hmm. look for? You don't have to say names for a yes. location. So selfishly a little bit, I'm kind of looking somewhere a little bit warmer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, un- I understand a, that. <laughs> I, you know, as you know, I wake up mornings like this before this interview where we, we just got what six to eight inches of snow or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's below zero right now. And I'm like, wow, I could be uh, in Florida or Texas <laughs> or somewhere like that in the warm yep. and I'd be just fine. I'd be doing all right. So probably selfishly somewhere a little bit warmer, but honestly, that doesn't matter to me. Like I said, that's just more of a personal preference. Yeah. I look at the sales and the active listings. So okay. um, and I also look at population growth and that kind of stuff. And so we've been looking at some cities that are just having insane population growth. And then not only that, but their markets are extremely healthy during that. Yeah. Um, sometimes markets can actually, not many people know this, but uh, markets that have extreme population growth, the resale market can actually struggle heavily um heavily and that is because if you think about it when you're moving and you're completely let's say you're uplifting your family and moving to a new city sometimes the the large majority of people are are going to rent first um and that's because they don't know if they're going to like it there you know or they don't know if they can financially withhold um a new a new home purchase so yeah um we're looking at the cities that still have a healthy market. And a lot of those places are, you know, Texas is kind of crazy right now. Uh, All of their big cities, you know, they got three of the biggest cities in the nation. They got Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth area, obviously. And then Austin, all of those cities are experiencing huge population growth, especially Austin, but the real estate market is crazy as well. And then obviously you got Florida, you know, we look at sale prices and stuff and it would be nice to move to an area with a little bit higher of a sale price, just financially. Um, Cause it'll take less, you know, we won't have to do as many deals to hit our targets and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yep. It was just a couple variables. So we, um, with that said, is there anything else you want to share with everyone before we go? No, if you're just looking to buy and or sell in the Lansing area, call real estate redesign. So we, how can they get a hold of you and uh, where can they follow you at? Yeah. So they can follow us on social media. We have all, we're on Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook, obviously, you can call my cell. My cell is 517-648-6544. You can email me. Our website's realestateredesigninc.com. Again, realestateredesigninc.com. And then our um, all of our social media handles are real estate redesigned. So. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, wait, we got one more question for you. Taylor? Here. It's a random one. <laughs> all right. How do you think we would test a calculator? Test a calculator? Yeah, how do we do that? <laughs> I would test a calculator by doing a simple math problem that I probably already know over the top of my head, maybe two plus two. And then if okay. it doesn't equal four, I know it's wrong. <laughs> there you go. That works. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on and um, we'll talk to you later. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Are these working? There right. we go. Oh, there we go. I think they're working. Should we tell oh, them? Uh, mine keeps falling. It doesn't like my voice. What do we got to tell them? Subscribe. Subscribe. What do we do? We got a point on it. Hey, I think there's a subscription button. Like, it might be, it might be there. It might be right there too. Somewhere. Somewhere. Find it. It's red. Yeah. And red. it's blue. It's green. I don't really know. It's, it's a color. This mic isn't even attached. Did you plug these in? Well, I guess. Uh, I wonder if they can hear us. Yeah. I wonder if they hear us. Well, we should probably tell them if, 
if they can hear us, we should probably tell them also give us a five star review for listening to on Apple. That'd be cool. Five, five star stars, review. guys. Share it with everybody they can think of. We won't take but, four stars. I mean, I don't even think these are on. I mean, this no, is, I don't think this is working. This is not working. 